Hey all, it's Jeremiah from Bigfoot Society here. Uh, special bonus episode for you. I was able to figure out how to record Clubhouse episodes. So if you're not on Clubhouse yet, uh, you're not missing out because you get to hear it now. Uh, although if you want to be on Clubhouse, just uh, contact myself on Instagram or uh, any of the people in this episode, and we can get you hooked up since uh, we want to make sure that the cryptozoology community on Clubhouse gets pretty awesome. So, um, yeah, it's a good, good chat we had for about half an hour about how to help the next generation of cryptozoologists. We had all sorts of people in attendance all over the board, and I'm going to let them introduce themselves as we go along in the interview. Uh, again, if this is your first Bigfoot Society podcast, you can uh, follow along with uh, us at BigfootSocietyPodcast.com. Uh, Instagram is at Bigfoot Society, and then there's a link tree there that has all our links. But uh, just have fun enjoying this extra episode, and... Uh, we hope to see you on uh, Clubhouse so you can join in the fun. Next week, our topic is our favorite figure in cryptozoological history and why. And the caveat is, is that the figure can no longer be with us or they have passed on. So that'll keep it uh, to more of a uh, historical focus. But Bigfoot Society Clubhouse is Wednesdays, 9.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. Again, just send me a DM on Instagram if you're wanting to get hooked up with uh, how to use it. You need an invite so that, uh, yeah, give me a DM. We can get you in, an invite in there. But let's go ahead and uh, get started with the uh, discussion. All right, so... Uh, Today, this is going to be a little snippet from the Bigfoot Society Clubhouse Room, uh, Wednesdays at 9.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. You're welcome to join along if you'd like. Uh, this week, we're going to be talking about how we can help the next generation of cryptozoologists. Um, I have a few people in the room tonight. Uh, nice to see you all. Uh, I'll start out sharing my idea first, and then... Um, uh, when I'm done with mine, then we'll go to you know whoever wants to go next. And definitely before you uh, share your idea, um, introduce who you are, and you're welcome to say you know a few things about yourself uh, in case uh, the listeners um, don't know who you are. Like if you have a, a podcast or anything that you'd like to share, that is perfectly fine. So my idea of how we can help the next generation of cryptozoologists is it's a pretty it's a pretty straightforward one, but the, the way I look at it is not to extinguish the curiosity. And what I mean by that is like sometimes my five-year-old will come up to me and he'll be like, Dad, does the Loch Ness Monster exist? Does Bigfoot exist? Or does he not exist? And instead of me saying definite no or definite yes, because... I don't, one, I don't want to lead him a certain way, but I rather do a thing where it is, well, you know, here's the evidence that some people have found. Maybe it is out there. 
maybe we just haven't found it yet. Maybe you're the one to find it. And that always gets him really excited. So I think, especially with the younger kids that we might know, it's more getting them excited, telling them the stories um, so that they get all pumped up and, you know, they start talking to their friends about it as well. So my my main thing is uh, not not to shut down the questions if they come in from the little kids. Don't be like, uh, I was at a festival once and we were, <clears throat> we were doing a little walk around, uh, the, the trails of, uh, where the particular cryptid was seen. And, and these little kids were in the back and they were like, Hey, we just found the footprints over here. And unfortunately, you know, the, they were kind of like, Hey, it's not footprint time. It's, it's, um, it's time to look around and, and see the mine and stuff like that. And like looking back on that, that's actually not cool because that was discouraging uh, the next generation of um, people that, you know, wanted to go out and look for, for things. And uh, spoiler alert, that was the Van Meter visitor for all those who are wondering, but um, yeah, those are, uh, I, think that's, <laughs> I think you figured it out, but that's, that's my idea. Does anyone want to share next about what they're, ideas uh, of how they can of how we can help the next generations of uh, cryptozoologists i would love to go go for um, it so i guess um a brief introduction my name is kenzie um i am the host of the crypto chats podcast you can find me on instagram at cryptid baddie um so my idea is it's kind of similar um but it's more like exposure to all of it than anything like i don't like really know very many children I don't have my own kids. Um, I really just have, I have two nephews um, and the oldest will be four this year. The youngest um, will be one this year. Um, and the way I kind of see it is like, I have a lot of tattoos. I have some cryptid tattoos. My oldest nephew thinks that they're the coolest thing he's ever seen. Um, and for some reason in his eyes, cryptids are superheroes. Um, and I'm not really sure why. I think he's got a really... Uh, big interest in Marvel and he's very into superheroes and I guess somewhere along the line Iron Man and Spider-Man became the same thing as Mothman um, so with my nephews I kind of just I try to talk to them about it you know my youngest one obviously doesn't really know what I'm saying most of the time um, but my almost four-year-old nephew um, you know he likes to sit down with me and I like to read him stories about cryptids and like things like that and and he's so very interested in it it's kind of the only exposure he really has to it but um you know every time we sit down and talk about it i can kind of see that wonder kind of growing in his eyes um and that's kind of just really where i'm at is just trying to you know expose the children i do have in my life um to this this kind of stuff that's really all i got that is awesome kenzie and and I mean, thank goodness for, um, I'll just put a plug in for it right now. Things like, uh, Mothman learns the ABCs and, and books like that, where, you know, uh, these books we can actually, you know, they're fun for kids to read and, uh, we can use that to, to, uh, show off, uh, different cryptids, uh, to, to kids as well, which is pretty cool. Um, who would like to be next? Yeah, I'll hop in. So um, real quick, my name is Keith Rollins, and I actually have three kids, a six-year-old, a two-year-old, and a really fresh one. She'll be three weeks tomorrow. Um, <clears throat> so I'm going to tell a real quick story about my oldest one. 
he's six years old and about I don't know six seven months ago I was discussing with my wife just he's off to the side not paying any attention anything or so I thought and I was talking to my wife about some land that a buddy had inherited and we were going to go out and kind of just scout around it's down in southeast Oklahoma so you know there's possibility what if it could be a good area for some Bigfoot and um, I'm talking to my wife about it and all of a sudden he just chimes in he's like dad you can go hunting for Bigfoot if you want but you're not going to find him because he's not real <laughs> and so instantly I'm like oh heartbroken oh you're grounded no just kidding but um so I just like, well, why do you think that? He's like, well, I, I just know. And so he's at the age, his mind's made up. I'm not going to be able to just play, oh, yeah, we'll check out Bigfoot. You know, he's, oh, it's, I don't really care about Bigfoot. So one thing about kids is they're easy to get outdoors. It's easy to get them interested in being outside. And one way that I've really found to connect with them is we go camping, and he just loves being outside camping all the time. And I'd love your guys' input on this, but he loves jurassic park all dinosaurs and so one way i've kind of got him to start thinking about the creatures in the outdoors is relating the birds you know to the dinosaurs and just kind of expand and go keep going on from that but that's just kind of my little input it's just kind of connect the things that they do really enjoy and then you know if you can sprinkle in a little bit of mystery and kind of get them thinking about hey what if there is this you know, what if there's these things that we could be looking for out in the wild, it'd be really, really awesome. So that's my little spill. Keith, I think that's really smart to take something that they already are interested in. Like most kid, most kids I know they are interested in like dinosaurs and Jurassic park. And I think that's, that's totally genius. So good idea on that. Definitely. Who would like to share next? I can go. So my name is Alexander Petikov. I am a uh, filmmaker and a cryptozoology researcher based out of New Hampshire. I've a uh, big outdoorsman into hiking, all that sort of stuff. Uh, one thing that I think is a great way to connect with the younger folks is uh, through media. I mean, fa whether we like it or not, everyone has a screen in their face these days. If you can create content that interests people about these subjects, perhaps it'll bring more people over. Unfortunately, our attention spans are getting shorter and shorter these days and uh, kids are no strangers to that there's kids as young as you know four or five already know how to use ipads probably better than their parents and uh, even some other generations so i think if we can create content that interests them in that sort of respect i know a lot of people that are currently into cryptozoology into bigfoot into uh whatever other cryptid got into it because they watched something back in the day i mean i know for the older generations it was things like in search of and the legend of boggy creek uh, for myself, it was uh, Animal X, Monster Quest, uh, even Finding Bigfoot to an extent. I know a lot of the kids that are in middle school and even getting into high school now, they grew up on Finding Bigfoot. That was sort of a, a show that really inspired them. So obviously, as media continues to change, we need to adapt. But I think creating shows that show a sense of wonder about the world, uh, detailing the natural areas in which some of these cryptids can be found in is very important. 
uh, almost that sort of nostalgia of Indiana Jones-like kind of feeling. I think that's really important, and a lot of kids can get behind that. And, and broader even than cryptozoology is getting them interested in the outdoors and hiking and backpacking or just kind of exploring the woods. There may be cryptids lurking around. That's a fun way to get people doing healthy activities outdoors, which I think is just crucial for humans overall. But I do think that media... Uh, plays a big role in that. And if we can portray that and, you know, doesn't have to be necessarily just documentaries or films or TV shows. It can be media like we've talked about with books and other forms as well. I think that's definitely um, something that can help uh, with the next generation. I've seen it to a certain extent. I mean, even the doing events and talking to younger people and, you know, they'll always describe their favorite show or, you know, this documentary they saw and, uh, you know, kids are browsing the streaming apps now. And if we can get more content that's cryptozoology related on some of these uh, various streaming platforms, that's a good way to get them hooked in on this sort of stuff as well. So, yeah, that's just something I think uh, as a filmmaker, you know, uh, one way we can work to get the next generation into it. Yeah, I agree, Alex. Like, um, and uh, I mean, hats off. Uh, definitely to the content you're making uh, for your uh, Sasquatch uh, the Shadows YouTube channel is very cool. I know we we enjoy watching that as a family. Uh, it definitely helps broaden our horizons. So uh, you're definitely making a difference with the, those cool videos you're putting up, man. Thank you. Uh, who would like to actually? So I'm going to do a quick reset of the room. Uh, just for anyone who may have come in, we are currently recording. Uh, for uh, things that uh, it may be used on uh, uh, YouTube, uh, podcasts, etc. Uh, if there's anyone that you want to have come into the room, you can just hit the plus sign in the lower right-hand corner, and then you can tap on that person's uh, name or uh, face, and it pings them into the room. Um, who would like to share next uh, their idea? I think um, it's just about like what both of you are saying, um, introducing your kids to it. They're going to be interested in what you're watching and emphasize that it's their discernment that um, sort of uh, defines what they believe. So watch a watch a, uh, a a Bigfoot video, like a sighting video, and say like, well, what do you think? Like, what are the other possibilities here? Um, encourage them to be a little skeptical, because it gives you more of a scientific view. Um, once it's once it's something interesting and something they can um, get their imagination around. I think they naturally get more into it. I mean, it's, it's exposure. Like Alex said, it, it's exposure. Um, make sure that it's not garbage content they're watching. Um, like Finding Bigfoot's an awesome show. Monster Quest. Um... I don't know. There's a lot of good stuff out there. Just uh, remember they're kids and you want to encourage them to make their own decisions and um, not believe 
everything they hear. Yeah, I agree, Greg. Uh, and if you've enjoyed uh, what the things that Greg's Greg is saying, uh, you can find Greg on Instagram at all dot the dot weird. Uh, he's a really cool dude, but I appreciate what he said where, you know, my kid has also at times been like, Oh, you know, I don't, I don't think Bigfoot's real. And it's like, well, you know, that's cool. You know, you have to make your own decisions and, you know, kind of as uh, Greg was saying, present, you know, here's stuff uh, we can watch and you can kind of like, you know, make your own decisions and yeah, just let them figure it out. But, um, uh, Crystal, I see you down in the audience. Thanks for hanging out with us. We are doing a, uh, a recording of uh, what we think about how to equip the next generation of uh, cryptozoologists. And uh, so this is being recorded uh, for uh, podcasts and YouTube currently. But uh, let's continue with who would like to share next. I can go if you guys want me to. Go ahead, Tate. And uh, who are you, Tate? Why don't you go ahead and share who you are? He's Tate. So, you just said it. <laughs> yeah. My name's right there. That's who I am. <laughs> I'm Tate Hieronymus. No relation to Bob Hieronymus. I host the uh, Bluff Creek Project podcast. It has to be said. <laughs> I, I know. It has to be said. Um, it's, it's for real. <laughs> Not a joke. But anyway, uh, coughing here. There's a, it's, it's cool because there's a lot more movies coming out, you know, cartoon movies that if, if you're, if you want to kind of get them interested or, you know, expose them to Bigfoot, then you can kind of do it through movies. And there's like a couple of good movies. Um, one's called, the missing link that just came out last year i believe that's really cool and then a movie i grew up watching still my favorite movie today is a goofy movie and there's a bigfoot in that movie too so you know you don't necessarily have to like throw them into like watching finding bigfoot or monster quest um kind of do it more easily if you will so i think that's a good method to try approach it's just so remembered. Um, Harry and the Hendersons is a good family movie too. Oh, totally, totally. Dude, yeah. I love that movie. Yeah. Good. Wait, are you talking about the one with John Lithgow? Yes. Uh, John Lithgow. Yeah. Yeah. My, I, okay, that scene in the movie when he has the Bigfoot in the house, <laughs> it sees the deer, deer <laughs> on the wall. <laughs> I think it punched through the wall and was feeling behind where the deer is supposed to be. <laughs> he got so mad. Oh, that scene it was so funny. That's awesome. I'm going to have to watch the Goofy movie again, too. Forgot about the, the Bigfoot in that. Thank you, Tate. Jeff or Carter, who would like to go next? I can chat for a sec. Awesome. Go ahead, man. Yeah. Um, so... Um, I'm Jeff. I run the uh, Strangeology podcast and Instagram page. So everyone's been saying some really great stuff so far. Um, not <laughs> not too quite sure what what more I can add. Um, but you know, I, I I have to think back to when I was a kid, um, getting into the subject of cryptozoology. Um, I just remember always kind of going to 
the school library and just sitting down and pulling out books on Bigfoot and Loch Ness Monster and all this kind of stuff. Um, and also uh, very much watching all the old shows um, about cryptids. So I think, you know, approaching the, the subject with the next generation of cryptozoologists, media is going to be definitely an important factor in it. Um, and I guess, you know, cultivating and, and encouraging curiosity uh, in young folk is, is certainly uh, important. Um, and, you know, there's, there's always kind of a, a taboo subject about it because cryptozoology is, you know, considered pseudoscience by, by uh, most folk out there. But, um, you know, try not to, you know, let your, your kid feel feel weird about it i think is is good but also you know not necessarily pushing uh kids in a certain direction and letting them make their own choices and come to their own conclusions uh would be helpful tools to you know help help and mentor uh the younger generation out with um, but i think you know going back to media and stuff i think Books are certainly important. It might be nice to have, you know, a couple books lying around the house uh, for when kids get to that age where they're really starting to get interested in books and uh, fantastical things it might be cool. You know, if you're a parent, uh, you could, you know, maybe buy a couple books and and uh, leave them around <laughs> the house for them to kind of check out and get their imaginations going. Um, I also think, you know, as many of us are, are content creators and, and Jeremiah, you had mentioned, um, you know, Danner and, and Michael's new book, Mothman Learns the ABCs, you know, new, uh, new writings, new, new content, new activity uh, books um, is always, you know, I mean, there's so much stuff out there, you know, just doing a quick Google search. There's uh, books called like, cryptids for kids and like the armchair hunters basic guide for cryptozoology you know but it's it's there's a there's always a plethora of things out there to get and you know as creatives ourselves you know uh we can certainly add to the massive amount of stuff that's out there and make some fun stuff too so that's my piece <laughs> that those are some awesome Thoughts, Jeff. That actually reminded me of something. Uh, so it's super important to have books around uh, the house, especially as as your kids get a little bit older. Like, for example, one that we have specifically, because uh, Mothman Learns the ABCs is still on its way to the house. But we have, if you know the Step Into Reading books, they're kind of like leveled readers. We actually have one called Looking for Bigfoot. It's a uh, level four, but it actually gets pretty deep. It talks about like, uh, Dr. Grover Krantz and talks about the Patterson Gimlin film. And it's like, it's pretty solid. So if, if you're looking for one, uh, you can look up, uh, looking for Bigfoot by Bonnie Worth. It's a step into reading book. It's pretty good stuff. Um, Crystal, not to put you on the spot, but if you, if you do have something to share, you're welcome to, you can, uh, raise your hand. I am going to have, uh, Carter, uh, go, uh, next as, um, as the uh, last person on stage. So you're welcome to go ahead, Carter. All right, sweet. So uh, I'm Carter Reeves. I'm the host of Mysteries Obscure on YouTube and Instagram. 
And uh, yeah, a lot of the stuff that um, I was going to talk about was covered previously um, with the whole Mothman learns the ABCs thing. I do. I do believe that um, kids just need it needs to be in their peripheral. Like we can't just like, I guess not any of you guys, but like hide it away just like in the background of their lives. I think a lot of the reason why I got into this stuff was um, because it was just like all around me whenever I was a kid. Like you would see it, like Jeff said, like in the libraries, you'd read books and you would see like TV shows and just it would just spark an interest. And um, I think younger generations now just have to have a lot more of that opportunity to uh, just have that in their sight. And um, yeah, I think a big part of that is just making content that is sort of for their age group um, to get them just spark their interest in it. Um, I think that's a big thing. But yeah, that's about all I have. Uh, I I think a lot of the topics were covered by you guys, but yeah. Hey, just thanks, Carter. I uh, just like to welcome Eli to the room. We are recording tonight, Eli, so we you just need to be aware of that. Yes, I will be very aware of that. Thank you. Thank you very much for uh, for getting that out there, Greg. Uh, Crystal, uh, I saw that you raised your hand to come on up. Um, uh, definitely, I believe you're already in here, but uh, yeah, um, anything you share will be on the Bigfoot Society podcast, uh, YouTube. Go ahead and uh, share your thoughts. Yeah, so um, I am actually a first timer here in this room, and a friend of mine, um, she invited me to it. I think she'll be in, on here in a little bit. So, really, I am super interested in these topics. Feel free if you guys want to treat me like a newbie. Tell me everything from the beginning. Go. You know what I mean? <laughs> don't I'm wish really that upon yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I'm just really excited to listen in. So thank you guys. Oh, yeah, totally. So um, uh, tonight specifically, we're just uh, talking about uh, ways we can help the next uh, generation of uh, cryptozoologists. But yeah, if you want to just uh, hang out and uh, listen with us, that is perfectly fine. Um Eli, I don't know if you had any uh, thoughts on that as well. About the future of cryptozoology or the future generation? Yeah, totally. Yeah, or like what we can do to encourage kids or um, things that you noticed as a young person. Well, this is like PBS for kids. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Well, uh, I think a lot of it is about making it uh, really engaging for a younger audience. I know it really seems like the generation I'm a part of, you know, with Alexander and maybe Carrick. Uh, oh, he's not here tonight. But um, it, it seems like we're coming at this tail end of, like, the world before, you know, smart computers and smartphones. And uh, I think there's been some scientific studies that say that our attention spans are shorter now because of the instant gratification we're able to retrieve from our phone. And so, I mean, I'm sorry, as much as I, as I love reading, you know, old Ivan Sanderson books, I don't think <laughs> that's uh, the, the greatest way to reach out to the younger generation, um, which kind of sucks for me, but oh well. Um, 
So I think it's all about updating it and kind of making it uh, a little bit fresh and fun and, and making it easily digestible, which I feel like is something that uh, I'm trying to do with Cryptid Campfire, something I think you're trying to do, Jeremiah, with Bigfoot Society podcast. And I think a lot of us are really in that vein and doing a good job of trying to make it fun, trying to make it easily accessible for new people and uh, without getting, I guess, bogged down in old, boring books, so to speak. My kids love the Moth Boys. They're 13. Oh, they listen to the Moth Boys? (laughs) Nice. Totally. Snack cake, Jake. (laughs) Never Moth Boy, Jake. Oh, man. That's so good, Greg. Hey, Nicolette, good to see you. Do you have uh, anything to share on the uh, topic on how we can help the next generation of uh, cryptozoologists? Hey guys. Yeah. I think that just by doing, you know, exactly what we're doing here, you know, connecting with other, uh, you know, like-minded people and just normalizing the conversation around, you know, the paranormal and, uh, you know, UFOs and, and cryptids. I think that there's a, you know, particular, you know, validation when you meet other people that, you know, have the same interests and it kind of gives other people the courage to say, you know, I'm interested in this too. Totally. I get that. Totally agree. And this has been a really good discussion. I think there's a lot we can uh, take from the discussion we've had tonight. Uh, I had a topic for next week, uh, and it would be sharing your favorite figure in cryptozoological history and why. Um, Yeah, no. Well, here you go, Tate. The way that the way I'm going to define that is the figure is no longer with us, unfortunately. So uh, they are a figure that has passed. So. I do like that because I think that's I, – I really like that actually. Exactly, yeah, because we're going to have to dig into it. We're going to have to you know, get some solid stuff to share and also be reminded of uh, you know, people that have gone before us, uh, the, the guys in the field that led the way. So I think that will be a very cool uh, topic. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, we can just uh, hang out for a little bit uh, if anyone would like to. Does uh, anyone pumped for the uh, Finding Bigfoot special that's coming on uh, February eighth? Totally. I texted Cliff I... and I was like, I cannot, <laughs> not watch it. That's going to be on Discovery Plus, right? It is going to be on Discovery Plus. I was I, like, I, how did it'll I be on Animal Planet after? Yeah, Apparently, it's going to come out on Animal Planet after the. Discovery Plus thing. But yeah, it's going to be pretty fun. My buddy Joe uh, Purdue in West Virginia, he was on the episode and I think he hooked him up with some stories and he was telling me about it like a couple months ago and it seems pretty cool. I'm, I'm really excited and I'm hoping that it, it creates enough interest that we'll get another season because uh, I mm-hmm. think there's going to be a lot of, lot of stuff potentially in the works there. Expedition oh, totally. Bigfoot all the way. Finding Bigfoot, gotta <laughs> love it. Hey, is uh, Joe Purdue, is he with Wild in West Virginia's? Um... Yes, that's yeah. him, yeah. Nice, nice. Real nice guy. Great Virgi- West Virginia guy. Oh, a lot, awesome. lot of good dudes in West Virginia. You got, you know, the the part of the Moth Boys are there. You got uh, Les O'Dell, who's got, uh, you know, his own uh, cryptid uh, YouTube. A lot of great people in that area. A lot of great stories. I mean, think of how many cryptids just aside from Bigfoot are in West Virginia. I mean, talk about iconic 
Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's, I was on the very last episode of Finding Bigfoot. The it was the when they returned to Willow Creek. So that was Was that for the, the that wasn't for the fiftieth, right? It was it's like for the special, yeah. Yeah, it was okay. For, yeah. It was the fiftieth. What happened was It was before aired, the actual celebration for the fiftieth. I believe so. And it aired like way, way Yeah, that's right. It was before the fiftieth. But they didn't air it for the 50th. They aired like months after, which was kind of weird. It's, it was like, what? Well, thanks again to Kenzie from Crypto Chat Podcast, Keith Rollins, Alexander Petikoff, Greg from All the Weird, Tate Hieronymus, Jeff from Strangeology, Carter from Mysteries Obscure, Crystal and Eli Watson for all hanging out. Uh, again, check all these people out. They are uh, rock and roll and they have uh, some great content. Great content they're putting out and it's time to go to bed. All right. Uh, that's it for the bonus episode for this week all. Have a good one. And I'll see you next time with our normal interview episode.